0: Good morning and welcome to Journey. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Ken. If we haven't met, hopefully we'll get to meet after the service. And thank you for coming to celebrate the grand opening of our new home, our new space. Here in between, uh, as I was driving in this morning, I had flashbacks to many drives riding around this area and asking God to please give us some place to worship. Just give us a place to have the first service. Just give us a place where we can all come together. Give us a place that can accommodate the growth that we're seeing. And here we are. God has done so many things to get us to this point. And now we are full-fledged residents of Between. <laughs> Anybody else here actually from Between? Like we, just, nobody. Nobody. All right. It's us and two people who were in the first service. That's that's who make up between. Um, so now that we are official residents of between, that means we hear all the between jokes, right? Uh, like between what? That's everybody's favorite one, and it gets old after a while. It just it gets old. Um, but we're glad to hear, whether you're from between or Monroe or Loganville or Walnut Grove or Gwinnett or someplace else, Oh, well, we're so glad that you are here, and we pray that that this space becomes a place where you know God more and love Jesus more deeply, and you find friends that you'll be in relationship with for the rest of your life, and you find hope and healing in, in our home, in, in our space here in between, and that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about this idea of space in between, and and here's what I mean, Uh Here's where we're going. When I say the space in between, I mean those times in our life when we, we've left one place but we haven't fully arrived at the other, right? We're in between. Uh, may, maybe everything was going well at one point in our life. Family was great. Bills were getting paid. Job was going great. And then we went through a transition, and maybe it was our choice, maybe it wasn't our choice, maybe it was our fault, maybe it wasn't our fault, but we find ourselves in this season of life where we want to be there, we want it to be over, we want something new to start, but it hasn't started yet, and how do we navigate the space in between? How do we navigate those times when we're not where we were, but we're not where we're going either. Because God meets us in those places. Sometimes it's simple things. I mean, if you think about it, every time you leave your house, you're in the space in between, right? Like, Like you leave home and you drive to work, there's a space in between, leaving and arriving and we li- live in the atlanta area with atlanta traffic so you say all kind of things you shouldn't say in the space in between leaving home and getting somewhere else whether it's work or a restaurant uh or going over to somebody's house there's space in between or uh the weekend anybody live for the weekends yes you're asleep like 9 30 was awake what yeah. Some of us live for the weekend, so the space in between is getting from Monday to Friday, right? Friday takes forever to get here, and then Monday's here in like 30 minutes. It's already Monday again. Or vacations, like if there's a vacation on the calendar, I'm counting down, right? Eight weeks, seven weeks, two hundred and sixty-seven hours, forty minutes and twelve seconds. right? You know, I just I want to get I want to get from here to there. I'm ready to be on vacation. And relax, or uh, maybe you didn't know it, there's 64 days till Christmas, right? I kind of like Christmas. If you haven't met me, I love Christmas. There's 64 days between now and Christmas, space in between. Sometimes, though, the space in between that we navigate is not weekends or vacations or even getting to work. Sometimes it's the space between losing one job and getting the next one. Sometimes it's the space between betrayal and learning to trust again. Sometimes it's a space between financial collapse and getting back on our feet. Sometimes it's the space between hearing a doctor say, we need to run some more tests and having the test results back. Or the space between getting the test results back and starting the treatment. Or the space between the treatment and hearing him say remission or we got it or it's gone or you're never going to have to worry about this. Again, there's, there's space in between that's tough to navigate. Proverbs is a book in the Old Testament. It's really kind of in the middle of the Bible, really close to the middle of the Bible. It's a collection of wise sayings. Just little uh, phrases, we might call them morals. Uh, Good things to live by, maybe we would say. Usually they're fairly memorable. Here's here's a proverb, this comes from Proverb 13, 12. The proverb writer writes, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Thousands of years ago, there was somebody who had figured out That when I'm in the space in between, that is a prime time for my heart to get discouraged. That is a prime time for depression to set in. That is a prime time for my soul, my heart to get turned upside down when I want something and it hasn't happened yet. When I planned for something, let's be honest, when I feel like I deserve something. Like when I feel like I should be there by now. Have you ever, ever felt that way? you ever looked at your life and said, I thought by now I would have fill in the blank. I thought by now my career would have taken off. I thought by now we'd be financially secure. I thought by now my family would be stronger. That, he's saying in those periods of time, if, if we handle the space in between the wrong way, our soul gets burdened down. Our soul gets weighed down. Waiting does that. The passage of time can do that, can eat away at our emotions. Now, we know that from simple examples. Right? I mean, we don't have to go to the doctor visit. Simple examples like, what's the emotion that you feel when the Wi-Fi is down? And you're waiting for the page to load and it's not loading. That that emotion you feel when you're standing in front of the microwave and it's not heating up fast enough for you. You're standing in the 15 item or less line and the person in front of you has 16 items. Right? I don't know where you shop, where I buy groceries. They took that sign down. And they replaced it with a sign that says, Around 15 or less, I I kid you not, around 15, because they realized people were losing their minds when the person in front of them had 16 items in the 15-item line. Now, 3,000 years ago, there's a guy who writes, hey, look, that impatience, that anger, that thing that starts to bubble up inside of you, that frustration, that is symptomatic of what happens when we have to wait. That's symptomatic of what can happen in the space in between. When you're not really where you wanted to be and you're still trying to get there, waiting is hard. Waiting can be frustrating. Waiting can be long. Now, let me give you the bad news before I give you the good news. The bad news is everybody goes through the space in between, like, nobody gets a pass. Nobody gets to sidestep the periods of waiting in our life. Nobody gets to sidestep the longing and and life not working out at times. Everybody goes through it. You you want to read the Bible story about the character who had to wait? Just pick one. Because they all had to wait. Abraham had to wait on a family to start. Noah had to wait on the rain. Joshua had to wait in prison. David had to wait to be king. Jesus had to wait. like In the garden, Jesus is crying out, God, let this go away. Just pick one. And the really bad news, not only does everybody go through the space in between, everybody goes through it multiple times in their life. There's not like a been there, done that t-shirt for the space in between. There's not a, I went through the space in between and all I got was this lousy lousy t-shirt for the space in between. If you've lived very long at all, you know you went through it once and then you went through it again and then life kind of leveled out and then it came back. This is the nature of life. The proverb writer doesn't even blame us. The proverb writer doesn't even say it was your fault or it was my fault. He just says it happened. Life sometimes doesn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out. And as a result, you and I have to wait. Now, there's some things that take place in the waiting. There's some things that take place in the space in between. For example, questioning takes place during that time. It's a prime season for asking really hard, sometimes really unanswerable questions like, Why is this happening to me? Where is God? Why is God letting this happen to me? We ask a lot of why questions when we're in the space in between. And I get it. Those aren't bad questions. There there are times to ask those questions. But can I tell you a secret? They rarely get answered in the space in between. Rarely when I'm waiting does God explain everything to me. Does God say, well, it's going to work out this way and everything's going to be fine and I'm going to make this happen and then this is going to happen and then in three years it's going to all be like this and and that's why this is happening. God rarely gives me that sort of insight when I'm in the space in between. I, I think we expend a lot of energy asking why questions when we're waiting because we think that if we get the why, then we can get control. Like if, if I knew why, then I'd be back in control, and I could manipulate this thing to how I want it to end up. But God, God rarely gives us a why. Sometimes looking back, we see the why. Sometimes on the other end, we see what God was doing, but rarely in the middle does God give us all of the whys. So maybe <clears throat> when we're waiting... We should focus not so much on why we're going through this, but maybe we should focus on who we're supposed to become in this. Like, What what is God going to do in me, in this? And I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense. And the truth is, I want to be there. But until I get there, God's doing something in me. Now, I'm not suggesting that we wait passively during this whole time, but I'm just saying the work that's happening during the waiting is going to take place on the inside of me, and that's really what I need to be focused on, what God's doing in me. David writes in Psalm 27, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart, And wait for the Lord. David doesn't say, wait for the Lord and try to figure everything out. He doesn't say, wait for the Lord and try to figure out why you're in this. David says, wait for the Lord and get stronger on the inside. Like, take heart. Like, keep trusting. Keep believing. So I was studying this word, wait, this week. In the Old Testament, the main word that's used for wait originally meant to twist or to braid like in a rope. Ropes are made because little strands like this that aren't very strong are twisted together, and then those those strands are twisted together again, and again until you have a rope that's strong. You have a rope that will endure. You have a rope that won't unravel on you. Periods of waiting. The space in between, one of the things God's doing is He's twisting us, braiding us to be stronger, so that the next time we walk through the space in between, we're able to endure, we're able to trust, we're able to be stronger. Sometimes we're so busy looking for the why that we don't see what God is doing in us. You see, maybe the waiting time is the growing time. Maybe the, the space in between is when, I, when I'm growing on the inside so that I'm ready for where God's taking me next. If you're, if you're a gardener, if you plant seeds, whether they're flowers or, or, or vegetables, you know that there is a season of waiting. There is a season where the seed goes in the ground and you can't see what's going on. You don't know what's happening, but what's happening underneath is growth. As a matter of fact... All of the blooms that are to come later, all of the vegetables that are to come later, are contingent upon the waiting period and the growth that's taking place under that. You and I, as we journey through the space in between, it's growing time for what God is going to produce in us later on. It's strengthening time for what God is going to produce in our lives down the road. See, in the space in between. You and I can't change the outcome. We just get to change ourselves. We, get, we just get to work on ourselves. Again, I don't mean you shouldn't be passive. If you're out of work, get the resume together, network with the people that you know, have some job interviews, take active steps. But you know as well as I do, sometimes in the space in between, you just can't hurry things up. As much as you want it to be over, as much as you want the calendar to turn, if anything, time seems to slow down when you're waiting. Time seems to slow down when you're in the space in between. And so, instead of working for the outcome, maybe, maybe let God work in you. Like I, I have outcomes that I want. I have desires for myself. I have desires for my kids. I have desires for my family. But the outcome is the byproduct of what God's working on the inside of me To accomplish. And what I can do is view this season, this waiting, this between time as an opportunity to do that work in me. Here's something else that happens in the waiting. In, In the waiting, we learn to hope. We learn what it really means to hope. The words wait and hope are linked all throughout the Bible. We're often commanded to wait in hope. Sometimes they're interchangeable. Sometimes a word is translated wait in one place and the same word translated hope in another place. Wait, Waiting is when I learn to hope. You don't have to hope if you've already arrived. There's nothing to hope for. The time that you hope is when it hasn't come yet. When what God is sending hasn't arrived yet... That's when we learn to hope. And you can't learn hope in a classroom. You, you can't learn hope by taking an online course. You can't learn hope from a lecture. You know how you learn to hope? is walking through the space in between. Walking through the waiting and continuing to trust and continuing to believe and to continuing to count on God to come through in your life. Now, I said these words are linked. There's a really familiar passage, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. The same word is translated hope in some Bibles and is translated wait in other Bibles. Isaiah 40, 31. In my translation, it says, those who hope in the Lord... In other translations, it says, they that wait upon the Lord, they that hope, and they that wait. The only way to learn to hope is to wait. The only way to learn to trust God is when you don't already have, and you have to believe that He's bringing it to pass. See, my my hope is not in the outcome. My hope is in a person. I mean, it, David didn't say, trust that this will work out in the way you want it to. David said, trust in the Lord. Put your trust in Jesus, Amen. the God who became man to live life in front of us and for us, who lives life with us. Trust in a person, Amen. not an outcome, not a place. Not not something that you see in your mind. Trust that there is a God that walks before you and beside you and with you through any waiting, through any space in between that you're ever going to face. The rest of that verse in Isaiah says those who hope or those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint because it's in the waiting that the work is done in the waiting that God's work is getting accomplished in us. And when we wait on the Lord, Isaiah says, he's going to renew your strength. And renewing your strength doesn't mean he's going to give you a little bit more. It's like, well, I'm going to help you get to tomorrow. I'm going to give you a, a little more infusion of strength. When he says God is going to renew our strength, it means that God's going to supply a never-ending reservoir of strength for us to draw on. It's never going to run out when we wait in trust and in hope of what God is accomplishing in us, not only is He going to provide strength, but that strength is going to lead us to soar with wings like eagles, to, to run and not grow weary, to walk and not faint because we trust in the Lord. Have you ever had a whoopie pie? You know, if you don't know what it is. I brought one. It looks just like that. Mm. Mm. That is good. Mm. I wish I had some for y'all. That is really good. You would love this. Right, here's the thing about a whoopie pie. It's cake on either side, but nobody cares about the cake. Really? It's this right here. This sinful, that's right. sugary... That's right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's good. I mean, the good stuff... And a whoopie pie is what's in between. I mean, the, the beautiful stuff about this, huh, that's what's in between. I know that life isn't cake. I get that. I know that struggles aren't dessert. I get that. You know what the whoopee pie teaches me? Is that there can still be good stuff in between. God can still be telling a good story. God can still be bringing about a beautiful end. God can still be giving you a future, even if you're in between. Like the sweetness. And the goodness. You know what we celebrate in people's lives? What we celebrate is not that they made it. Nobody gets up and tells a story of just about, this is how great my life is. You know what we celebrate? We celebrate what they went through to get there. We celebrate the obstacles that they climbed over, under, around, through to get to the place As a matter of fact, when we meet somebody who didn't have to overcome any obstacles to get somewhere, we don't think it's that great of a story, do we? (laughs) It's like, well, of course you got there. You had everything handed to you. But, But when we meet somebody, and they've wrestled, and they've endured, and they've shown strength, and they've overcome we know that's the story. We know that's the beauty. We know that's the goodness of a life. Is that even in the waiting, even in the space in between, they kept walking forward. Amen. And God's doing that in some of your lives. Amen. Right, some of you are in the space in between. Some of you, life is not where you thought it would be, wanted it to be, planned for it to be. And God knows right where you are. God hadn't lost sight of you. Maybe it's not even your fault. Maybe it's nobody's fault. Maybe it's just life. Life, life is life sometimes. You know? That's right. That's right. And God enters into life and he makes it beautiful in between. You gotta trust him, though. You gotta trust that he's tying and braiding. And strengthening you on the inside so that one day your story is more beautiful than you ever thought it could possibly be. Let's pray. God. God, thank you that you don't abandon us in the land in between. Thank you, God, that you don't leave us To ourselves. Thank you that you even warned us 3,000 years ago that when we go through the waiting, we'll be tempted to lose heart. We'll be tempted to be heart sick. We'll be tempted to be discouraged and down and depressed. And you said, It's possible to go through the waiting, to go through the space in between and be strong. It's possible to endure. It's possible to see that God is telling a beautiful, sweet story, even in the waiting. And so I pray across this room for those who are waiting in their marriage. They're waiting in their jobs, in their career. They're waiting for a child to come home. They're waiting for something that you would speak into their lives. Grace and strength and power for the waiting. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.